Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for our weekly conversation with college football analyst Petros Papadakis. Not that I'm a smart guy. I'm stupid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. 41 yards. If you're hurt in an accident, call Sweet James right away at 800-500-5200. Sweet James will be sweet to you, but tough on insurance companies that will bully you. Baruch atah Adonai, Baruch atah Here's Dave Softy Muller. Losers. All right, boys and girls, here we go. Back here at the VMAC, the Virginia Mason Athletic Center Seahawk training camp. Well underway, hanging out until 7 o'clock tonight. Shores of Lake Washington, sun's out, blue sky. Fans are here, hanging out, watching the Hawks. We're having a great time. But right now, a guy that I've missed in my life. I've, I've needed some Petros in my life, really, in the last couple weeks, and I haven't had as much Petros as I'd like. But here he is, the king of sports talk radio in Southern California, the prince of pigskin from Fox Sports, the Petros and Money Show, our friend, our friend Petros Papadakis, courtesy of Sweet James. Bergener, that would be the one with the dense beard that comes through for people so hard when you're in an accident you cannot trust an insurance company to take care of you as advertised oh hell no but sweet james will take care of you as advertised and hold that insurance company accountable and get what you owe 800 500 5200 800 500 5200 speaking of what you owe you don't pay until you settle it's what you're owed 800-500-5200 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Hello, Softy. It's great to hear your voice. It is great to hear your voice, pal. I appreciate this. Uh, I've missed you. I uh, appreciate you checking in on me off the air. You know, always fun to get a text from you and hear from my old pal. I'm sorry that uh, we haven't talked in a couple weeks. I'm sorry that we couldn't hook up at Media Day, but... My question go. Is, well, that's my point that, you know, you, you've been claiming the last couple of years that the only reason you go to media day is to say hi to me. And I couldn't make it down for the first time in a decade or so. So I assume that you were not there over the weekend. I was not there over the weekend. However, I was at the uh, well, I did one better. I was at the the Fox uh, football seminar, oh. which is a lot more beneficial, to be honest, than media day. And we had Lincoln Riley there speaking. We had Chip Kelly there speaking. They did a big Zoom with Venables. And we had Jerry Jones there, Ken wow. Jennings from Jeopardy. Wow. I mean, it was a pretty cool event. So, oh. and, I, and I got to hang out with, uh, you know, a lot. I mean, Sean Payton and all these new Fox people were there. Jason Benetti is a great Jeez. announcer from the White Sox that we yeah. hired. And, you know, yeah. everybody else you can think of that works for Howie Long. You know, everybody. Wow. And uh, anybody you can think of that works for Fox Football goes to this thing. And uh, I got to hang out with uh, Chris Peterson, who I love being around, and Coach Helfrich, who you know I like very much, yeah, and yeah. Brock Heward, yeah. uh, a big Seattle champion of the people, old, <laughs> Ivan, old Ivan Drago there. And uh, we had we just had a lot of fun chopping it up. You know, you get to see those people, and you realize, you know, we all... 
I mean, we've all grown older doing these jobs and traveled around the country together and tried to look after each other. And when everybody gets in the same room, you know, it's just kind of almost too much at once. And it's really hard to to wrap your arms around everybody that you want to see. And I guess I get a little more sentimental about it now that I'm older. Yeah. I used to really dread the seminar, but I'm, God, I hate to even admit that I kind of enjoyed it this year. <laughs> well, that's a lot of star power, by the way, in one room. You guys better be kicking ESPN's ass with that lineup. Holy cow. You know, cow. I think they're doing, I mean, you know what I do. I do the late-night West Coast type of games, and I have all the fourth, first four games on my schedule now, and I, I think I do. I do have. I don't think so. I have the opener. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I do have on FS1, Kent State, yeah. at at. Uh, UW. You've already said that, by the way, before. Yeah, well, I hinted at it, but now it's in ink. I saw it in in bold ink yesterday when they handed out the first four weeks. So I will be up there. uh, No, well, I'll be on up there (laughs) to that game. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Wait a minute. We're, we're, We're still doing that call the games from L.A. thing? or Most are not. I am. And it has nothing to do with me or my personal preference. Or anything like that. It just has to do. They just don't want you traveling? They they don't want to expose you to the rest of the country? Well, I have. In some some instances, uh, I have a game on Friday and then Saturday, which is very difficult to travel for. And then in one instance this year, I have two games in one day. Yeah. So that would be almost impossible. So uh, I, uh, you know, without a private jet. And I don't have the Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert, Urban Meyer, who's back. Mm. You know, all that stuff. Mm. Well, you mentioned hanging out with Chris Peterson, and I, I you know, people have asked me many, many times, uh, do I see Coach Peterson getting back into coaching? And it no. takes me about a half a second to answer that question, but I'll, I'll ask you, do you see any anything in your conversations with Coach Pete that leads you to believe that he even remotely has any intention of getting back on the sideline? No. Yeah. No, he seems like a happy very very well adjusted man right now he's got a great smile but you know what i think he always was i just think his face to the media was what it was for whatever reason it was i didn't really have an issue with it i didn't think he was that bad compared to some things that i've been through over the years with coaches so i never really i never really bought the bad reputation thing in the first place i just thought he was the opposite of hawkins Mm -hmm. who he was under for a while but we had so many fun and cool conversations about different kids who are now, you know, grown men who he recruited, you know, way back in the Oregon days. And, you know, Keenan Howry and Tony Hartley at a Los Alamitos, you know, stories like that that are just really just, you know, very, very obscure and small but meaningful for guys like us who have done this a long time. And he could not be more of a joy to be around. Like, he is awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. And I had a, you know what? I had a great time with Coach Pete when he was here with the Huskies. A lot of other people, including my partner, did not really feel that way about his interaction with the media. But I I had such a great job there uh, you know i thought he did a wonderful steward to the program of course of course and and you're right about him not coaching he wants nothing to do with what's going on right now in college football man no question but petros Papadakis. I mean, you just i mean just one last point i'm sorry yeah, Sophie, yeah no no have that you just look at yeah. the just the culture vacuum that was created when he left and what jimmy lake was unable to retrieve and you could just see what the power of his personality was when it came to young people and development and football and what we talk about. 
it exponentially uh, strong and great head coach. Right, right. Well, he's got a lot to offer. There's no question about it. Uh, speaking of a lot to offer, uh, our buddy Petros Papadakis, I think, has a lot to offer. What that is, I have no idea, but one day we'll find out. With us on the air, courtesy of our friends. Thank you. It's sweetjames.com. So before I – because I want to talk to you about Vince Scully. Obviously, yeah. uh, the word came down last night that he had passed away at the age of 94. But real quick, before that, the uh, the preseason poll. We love preseason polls, man. They're all asking people like us to vote in the poll. The hell do I know, man? I just you know hit buttons and send, and whatever happens, happens. But Utah, Oregon uh, to meet in the Pac-12 championship, according to the media, USC, UCLA, Oregon State, and then UW at number six. First of all, do you agree with the media that Utah and Oregon will meet in the Pac-12 championship game? I guess halfway. You know, Utah's got a great quarterback, a great program, and – even though USC might be better on the offensive line than I thought, they still have a lot of trouble defensively. And Cam Rising's a big baller. So yep. I love the Utah pick. I, you know how much respect I have for Kyle Whittingham's program and what they do. And they finally got over the Oregon hump, so to speak, last year in a, in a very emphatic way. So I like that, but uh, you know that I don't. I don't buy Dan Lanning right now. I don't know. Maybe he's the greatest coach ever, but I think that there's smoke in Eugene. There's a reason that Wilcox didn't want the job. There's a reason that Chip didn't want anything to do with it. We'll expand and, on that a little bit because you've 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 talked about that before. But for people that have not heard. Why? Uh, why are you well, not buying Dan Lanning? Why are you not buying what's going on down there in Oregon? Please, well, tell it's us. not that I'm not buying. I, mean, I just don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I knew him when he was at Arizona State, and I was not impressed. No. And suddenly, you know, mm. you're on this Kirby Smart train, and you end up getting the head job at Oregon, which is right. a pretty desirable job. The problem with Oregon is they've been used and abused by out-of-towners for years now. Uh, Willie uh, Taggart came in there. And screwed that whole thing up and left. And, and they did not uh, recover from that well until Cristobal kind of pulled them out culturally. And then he did the exact same thing. You know, they used the job to get a job that they wanted more. Willie Wig- Wig- burned out down in Florida. Who knows what's going to happen with Cristobal in Miami? I think he might do better. But uh, that, that's not Oregon football. I mean, Oregon football culture comes from really one guy in the modern era. And that's Rich Brooks. Rich Brooks built that program. Rich Brooks built that structure. Rich Brooks found the the formula to get players there and develop players there. And it was his program. And it was his staff that Bilotti took over and expanded upon. And Bilotti had enormous success, that especially compared to the organ that we grew up watching. You know, Softy? Yeah. And then you have Chip, who blew the doors off of everybody and innovated college football and did all those great things. But it was still Bilotti's staff, or you could even say Rich Brooks's staff, that Chip was coaching. So then you look and say, okay, well, Chip has kind of struggled staffing teams ever since he had the Oregon job. Well, why? Well, because he never had to do it at Oregon, because they had this great structure. Now, all the people that were from that structure are long gone, and they don't want to go back to Oregon. Why? Why? Why wouldn't they? There's more money than ever. It's a more beautiful place than ever. It's a more lucrative job than ever. So why? Because maybe because it's unrecognizable to those people and you're adherent to too much of a corporate vibe where that's probably exactly the opposite to the vibe that Rich Brooks created. 
Yeah. So is that expanding upon it well enough? Oh, absolutely. Well, I like I like I'll go on record. I like USC and Utah to to play in the Pac-12 championship, but we'll see. I mean, you know, we'll John Wilder. You know, I've seen cultures change just as quickly with uh, with a new head coach. So we'll right, see with right. USC, but uh, I'm not sure. Lincoln Riley is impressive, and uh, we'll see what happens when they play Rice. Uh, Rice is going to try to run oh, the ball on him. <laughs> oh God! Well, hey, listen, you can't. You can't stay up late worrying about the owls now. Uh, Petros Papadakis with us. <laughs> John Wilner said something yesterday that intrigued us. He said he thinks that once USC and UCLA leave, and maybe even before they leave, that the Pac-12 will play some neutral site games in L.A. You know, send, uh, I don't know, send UW and Colorado down to the Coliseum or down to SoFi Stadium. I mean, oh. does that do anything for you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, remember when the remember when the Cougs played at the Clink? I do remember that. Yeah, but I mean, that's that a was, different story because there's a lot of Cougar alums that live here. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did a lot. They of all live games. here. Nobody yeah. stays in Pullman unless they have to. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know uh, anything. I, I feel sad because I go on all these different shows and everybody goes like, "Well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this for the Pac-12? And what about this? And well, it's what like, about this? What about none the of it? State? None of it matters. Yeah. The Pac-12 is dead." Without the Los Angeles market, they don't have the earning power that can make them whole to keep up with the other power conferences, whatever form they're going to be in yeah. in the next few years. Now, oh, but, you're a, but you're a but you're a Pac-10 guy. You're a, you're a, you're, I know. A, you're a Pac-10, Pac-12 guy. Are you are you I mad know, at your I'm, alma mater for blowing the whole thing to Kingdom Come? They they no, ruined I'm it. Mad at Larry they Scott for ruining. No, because I'd be mad. I wouldn't be mad at Washington because they're still waiting for the same phone call that, that USC and UCLA right. got. And well, everybody it. is now. They're all waiting for the same phone call. Now. Everybody's going to take that call. And the truth is, they have to. Because we died. We died 10 years ago, and we didn't know it. We were poisoned 10 years ago by Larry Scott, and we didn't know it. I mean, some of us <laughs> knew it. And it's You sound like over. the gal from The Princess Bride. I died that day. It's true, though. There's I mean, nothing you re- can say to hurt me. It's really true, though. I mean, that's what, that's what happened. And I don't blame anybody for trying to take oh. their relevance in their own hands and get ahead of this thing. But ultimately, I don't think we're going to have this weird, giant Big Ten for very long or whatever it is. I think you'll have two big old power conferences, and they'll be run by the the TV networks. Just Fox is behind the Big Ten stuff, just like Espen is behind the SEC stuff. And that's where everybody's going to line up. And they're going to want the the Seattle market. They're going to want the Bay Area market. They're going to want Florida. They're going to want Oregon. Uh, so uh, the only teams I'm really concerned about, as I've said on this show to uh, Dick the last few weeks, is Washington State and Oregon State. And uh, I wonder about their future yeah, as far yeah, as competing yeah. in the Power Five, uh, maybe more of a Mountain West model for those teams, which isn't the end of the world, but I'd hate Ooh. to see it. All right, uh, we got five minutes left. I want you yes. to spend all of it, Petros, talking about your interactions, your dealings with Vince Scully, who passed away at the age of 94 yesterday. Go. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty precious about Vince Scully, as unprecious as I am about changes in college football, which are uh, which are always happening. But, I mean, I, I don't know, Softy. I, I, ha- I have to do a bunch of shows today about this, and I was not close with Vin Scully. When I heard what happened last night, I texted a few of maybe about a dozen people I knew that were his producers and directors or people that worked closely with him and told them how much uh, 
I thought was thinking about them at the time and how lucky they were to be around what really was and is the greatest broadcaster that ever lived. I don't want to hear anything else that anybody else has to say. It's not an L.A. thing. It is, it is an industry thing. And he was very different from Chick Hearn, who was obviously a very famous voice down here, in that Chick Hearn, even where they sat in the arena or the stadium, Chick Hearn was on a perch amongst the fans. When he left, he high-fived people. When people left, they high-fived him. You know, he was very much part of their uh, interaction. But Vin was always kind of much more private and much more within himself, but still enormously kind and gracious to others. And to have that and the enormous talent, the enormous lasting talent, that he had and then the perspective to be able to tell stories in 2012 about what it was like to ride your bicycle around new york city on d-day wow to tell i mean yeah to be able to tell stories lucid stories about life with jackie robinson and his family branch ricky Roy Campanella. I mean, it's just it's just stupid crazy. Mm. And really, there's only one low point to Vin Scully's career, if you'd want to call it that. And it was uh, Vin Scully had called the Dwight Clark yes. catch. catch. Right, against the and Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Right. The very next game was the Super Bowl, and they had it as well, but they put Summerall on it with Madden instead of Vin. And... I'm sure they did it because Summerall didn't talk as much, right? So, I mean, Madden was going to be able to really perform, and maybe they thought that would be a better fit, and and they were probably right. But, I mean, to have – that's like – that's your only career low point is they didn't pair you with Madden, Mm. but instead you're still the greatest broadcaster of all time. It's a a pretty good uh, trade-off. But he was uh, very private, was very – the humility he showed – at the same time, the grace and the greatness, it was just it was just stupid that we got to meet him and be around him and, you know, have him say my name a couple times here and there in my lifetime was enough How'd that for sound, me. by the way? How'd, how'd that I, sound? I'm not doing it today. I'm not Can you doing do it? it. Do you no, have one? No. Do you have a Vin impression? No, I'm not today I don't. You know, we're going to have John Miller on today. Oh, he does a great Vin oh, Scully. The best. Vin Scully and, you know, doing a Japanese game. Yeah. Get John to do that. The one thing that, that, that kind of bothers me, I, I have to say, uh, is uh, everybody in these situations, they kind of try to scramble to relate themselves to, to this stuff. And, you know, we all know really famous broadcasters, right? Softy, I mean, Kevin Harlan comes on your show every week yep. during the football season. I mean, we all know a lot of these guys who are really famous for, for doing a job that a lot of people want to do. And then you might hear a story about a guy here or there and it you know he does not what he appears to be he's not what he seems and it kind of bothers you you know what i mean you you hear something behind the scenes and, oh that guy in real life he's an a-hole i'm not mm-hmm. saying that about harlan obviously mm-hmm. I'm just oh, using yeah. his an example yeah. to be yeah. as a great broadcaster and that never happens ever with vin scully and the reverence that that people showed him and the humility that he showed them back and what he meant to the community here and the larger baseball community is immeasurable and it's sad but he was also you know his wife had gone a year before and he was sad and and he was uh deep into his 90s so god bless him
No doubt. One of the greats, if not the greatest. Petros, you're the man. Great to hear your voice. I love you like a brother. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk next week, pal. Thank you, buddy. Love you, too. Hang in there, Softy. We, I know it's a rough time, but I also know that you have a community that supports and loves you as well. Thank you, my friend. Uh, always good. Always fun to have our pal Petro. So we can do it all. We can clown around and goof around and act like idiots and do sophomoric stuff. And we can always be serious and have a serious tone when it calls for it. We are, we are multidimensional here on this segment. Multi-talented, man. Spreading our wings, showing you how much talent we really have. Don't expect Multi. it. Don't expect it every week, though. All right, Petros, you're the man. Great stuff. We're going to break. We're at the VMAC. Textimonials 49451. Uh, you give us your fave local national broadcaster. Where's Vin Scully on that list for you? Coming up next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.